The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and our preview of the 2021 NBA Finals. Recording this on a Monday night in Southern California, less than 24 hours away from tip-off of Game 1 of the 2021 NBA Finals. And joining me tonight to discuss all things Finals, we got Rebound. What up, Rebound? How's it going? What's up, Z-Ball? I'm doing great. How about yourself? We're doing well. Looking forward to these Finals. Last two teams standing. We got... The two seed in the West, the Phoenix Suns at 51 and 21, uh, coming off a 4-2 series win over the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, taking on the three seed in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks, a record of 46 and 26. They're coming off a 4-2 series win as well over the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. So two teams that haven't really. Won in a long time. I mean, Phoenix has never won a title, and then Milwaukee hasn't won in 50 years since 1971. Phoenix making their first finals appearance since 1993, 28 years ago when they had Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson. Milwaukee making their first finals appearance since 1974. So uh, a lot of history here. And then, uh, like you mentioned to me the other day, I, th- I think as well, the only person in, on both teams who has any finals experience whatsoever is Jay Crowder on Phoenix so every other player in this series has never been to the final so it should be interesting fun series a lot of people a lot of uh, major players getting their monkeys off their back either Chris Paul uh, getting his uh, long-awaited title in his 16th season or Giannis getting that monkey off his back uh, a lot of questions about him I mean he was two-time MVP but a lot of people question whether he can really do it in the playoffs on the big stage uh, make the big plays, uh, perform in the big games when it really matters. So it should be a fun one. So what's your initial thoughts on the series, and who do you, who do you think takes it all? Before we start, I, I want to say we have to review both conference final series, and we have to give a round of applause to the Fresno Clippers. For the Fresno it, Clippers. For the, for, for the first time. <laughs> Uh, in, in franchise history, uh, anyone who thought they would come out of the West is just uh, delusional, stupid, retarded, and uh, these Clippers, uh, hopefully they need to move to Seattle, uh, and I liked how you said the Clippers are not my Clippers, uh, a lot of people would just bandwagon off, you know, these Clippers just can kiss my big fat ass, uh, uh-huh. they're not going anywhere. Anyone who thought they were coming out is just absolutely pitiful. That's just absolutely pitiful. Anyone well, who picked them to win that series. Well, were you were you afraid of the Clippers when when no. uh, Kawhi went down or when they had Kawhi or if they had no, Kawhi? I was never. 
They had Kawhi last year. What happened that year? Uh-huh. Well, okay. They had a three-one lead with Kawhi. So what? What, what difference was Kawhi gonna make? So you, you never mentioned the Clippers on any other podcast. So what? What's so? What's so? Uh, enthralling for you to mention them on the on today's. Because you podcast. always call out my team when I come on the podcast. Oh, so your team went down. So now I'm gonna flip the script on you. Flip the script. What script? You always say, "Oh, what happened to your team?" <laughs> Uh, this so now it's time to go on you. Yeah, I mean Clippers. Uh, I mean they blew two games two and four in my opinion. Uh, even without Kawhi, I think they had a good chance, but uh, I think delusional. ultimately it ended up being too much attrition on them. Uh, kind of compressed schedule, but just a bad break. I mean, uh, it's been a playoff filled with injuries to major players. I mean, Anthony Davis to James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard. Giannis, Trey Young in the conference finals, Chris Paul a little bit. So it's just been unfortunate that we haven't seen a lot of teams at their full uh, healthy capacity. But yeah, I mean, Clippers, uh, I mean, good season overall, but uh, ultimately fell, fell short of their ultimate goal. But uh, I mean, Paul George, the rest of the gang, they did enough, in my opinion, to keep Kawhi around. And I, I don't think he has really any uh, excuse to leave anywhere. I think other than to stay with the Clippers, we'll see what happens with that situation. Yeah, Kawhi's so. not leaving. He doesn't want to win. He just wants to stay in L.A. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what he'll get with the Clippers. Okay. So any, anything else you, you need to say about the, Do you want to discuss the other conference final series? Yeah, of course. Uh, unfortunately, Trey Young came back, and Trey Young messed them up in Game 6. Uh, anyone who's a Trey Young fan can admit that too. He messed them up. They they would have won without him. He clearly m- messed up the whole game, messed up that rotation of everything. They they played great. They won. They won by like I don't even know how much it was by without him at home. And uh, kudos to Chris Middleton for just balling out in, in the third quarter of that game. Uh, he's gonna have, play a huge part in the finals, as we'll discuss. But I, I think uh, the Hawks deserve a lot of credit, but I think the guy who deserves the most credit for the Hawks is head coach Nate McMullen. He turned his team around from the 11th seed to take them to the con- in the middle of the season to the conference finals. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta, Milwaukee, I mean, Atlanta clearly overmatched, but you got to give them the credit for getting this far. I mean, I pretty much doubted them in every series they played in, and they, they won two of the three. So got to give him much credit for that. Trey Young breakout uh, playoff season for him. They took down the the one seed Philly, which I was very surprised they did, and then they hung tight in this series as well. I mean, but just ultimately Milwaukee, too talented, uh, and they were too overmatched in my opinion. So uh, kudos to Milwaukee for moving to the finals. But before we move on to the matchup, I have some few questions for you. Rebound going back to the Clippers. So okay. so. You have rooting for four teams, it looks like, in this playoff. So, will, will one of them ultimately win the, the finals, you think? Yeah, the Suns. Okay. So, and I then, said it right after the, they beat the Lakers. And then an- another question. So, uh, do you take more joy in rooting against the Clippers than you do in for rooting for your team, the Lakers? No. No? Are you sure? Because that's not... I, I, I see much to the contrary from my observations of you during Clipper games and Laker games. I mean, the Clippers got a lot of calls in their favor, and then 
Well, one of their players did probably the dirtiest play of of, of the of the whole of, of this d- decade. Uh, the dirtiest play, is, as they call him, crackhead Bev, looks like a bum from the street, uh, pushing Chris Paul, has the audacity. If you're gonna talk shit, you gotta be able to take, you gotta be able to take the talk too. Uh, don't be a little bitch about it, okay, Patrick Beverly. Woo. <laughs> So we'll, can I one more last question? So what angers you so much about the Clippers? I mean, if you're if you're a Laker fan, so why do you even care so much about the Clippers, considering like historically how much success the Lakers have had versus the Clippers? Because people try to compare them. So so someone that they had the audacity to say they they've been more relevant than the Lakers. In what in what period? In the last month, they have. I can say that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I think I, I think maybe he he's speaking about the relevance of like just overall like last like nine ten years, the Lakers have missed the playoffs more, and then I mean they did win the title last year. Much much uh, kudos to them for that. But I think he's just speaking in totality, as far as the last nine ten years. I think that's probably the argument that that person is trying to make. But nonetheless. Uh, Let's get into the 2021 NBA Finals matchup. Are you all cooled down now from your... No, I the cl- Okay. But, so, what are your initial thoughts on Phoenix versus Milwaukee in the 2021 NBA Finals? Who do you think takes it all? Uh, Giannis is already doubtful for Game 1, and he even feels playing. I, I like Phoenix. This is Chris Paul's year. He's going to win it. I said it right after they beat the Lakers. If you're going to beat the defending champs, you're going to be the champs. Uh, Chris Paul's year. He... He fucking balled out in Game Six. Uh, he's gonna be. He's gonna play great. And even with Giannis, I was gonna pick Suns in Six, and then I'm gonna stick with that. Everyone's saying if Giannis doesn't play at all, it's gonna be Suns in Five. But I still think the Bucks can push him to Six, and Phoenix takes it in Six. Okay, cool. Chris Paul Finals MVP. Yes, Finals MVP. Okay, so. What do you what do you see possibly? You see Phoenix winning. So what do you see possibly this doing for uh, Chris Paul's career as, as far as like his legacy goes? And puts him into a top five point guard, and it puts him. He's not already a top five point guard. Uh, yeah, I'd say he is, but it takes him from the John Stockton uh, category into more of the better point guards. Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah Steph. Into that category, Moses. Magic. No. Yeah, and every everyone talks shit that he's never won a championship. Oh, he's never done this, and then if he wins this championship, which he most likely will, everyone and then everyone's gonna say, "Oh, they had a lot of injuries." I can, I can already hear that coming. There was a lot of injuries, uh, and so so. Okay, so yeah, so what? Going back to that, I mean, so they faced uh, your Lakers for half the series without Anthony Davis. They faced uh, Denver without Jamal Murray, the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, uh, and then now possibly um, Milwaukee without with a Giannis. I mean, let's see how many games he misses or doesn't miss, or what his, kind of his status is. So going back, I mean, 2019, we kind of saw that a little bit with the Warriors banged up, and then the Toronto was able to take advantage of that. So what what's going to kind of be the, if, if Phoenix is able to pull off the, championship and get the win in the, in the finals what do you see kind of the long-term kind of uh remembrance of this series being or this title run being for phoenix everyone's gonna say injuries but it should be a championship 
no one calls out the 2015 Warriors when they had uh, they had so many injuries. That's why they won. Americans, you could say that too, but everyone's remembers in the championship. They won the championship. That's all that matters. Injuries happen. Shit happens. Yeah, that's the way. That's the way it goes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's a. I mean, a good point. So, I mean, initially, I think maybe injuries are remembered more so as they are opposed to kind of long term when you get down the line, uh, and you look back on these types of title runs later on, ten, fifteen years down the line. So. It should be a fun series, like I said. But what are some of the key matchups you kind of see in the series, uh, kind of on both sides, and then who are some kind of uh, X factors you think on on each team? I think DeAndre is going to be the X factor because you know what you're going to get from Booker and Paul, and uh, I think DeAndre is going to eat Brook Lopez alive. Brook Lopez, he's okay on defense, but they're just going to feed DeAndre Aiden and then. For I think for Milwaukee it'll be Drew Holiday because he's gonna have to step up every game and uh, up on both sides of the ball. As good as Chris Middleton is on on offense, he's not that great on defense. So I, I think it's gonna be Drew Holiday on on that side. Okay, so Drew Holiday. I mean, so their backcourt. Who do you see him uh, locking or locking heads with in late game situations? Pressure the. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, what do you think? I mean, they're going to rotate it up on both of them. I mean, they'll be switching up on Booker for sure, and how he's depending on how he's doing or not. And, but I think, he'll, I think Holiday will mainly be on Chris Paul. Okay, and then going back a little to the Clippers, we saw them go small against Utah, and then they kind of went away from that small ball lineup versus uh, Phoenix because of DeAndre Ayton. What do you see from Milwaukee doing? Do you see them... Uh, sticking big with Brooke Lopez, or do you see them going small with P.J. Tucker at the center? They can go small because that really worked out for the Clippers in Game 5, if you watch that game. Because Zubak was out and everyone was down. And a, lot of, a lot of Clipper fans are saying, oh yeah, they're going to lose now Zubak is out, because Zubak had a great Game 4 where they won. And then uh, DeAndre Hayden was very irrelevant that game, and then Game six, they got him involved, and they, they just took over. But uh, it, they'll, they'll see how it is. But, and uh, the coaches are pretty evenly matched, but I'd give, I'd give Monty Williams a slight edge. Okay, I'm Monty Williams probably a slight edge, but I think Phoenix, more importantly, has the best coach on the floor, Chris Paul. And regardless of like finals experience with Jay Crowder, I think... Chris Paul has the best uh, basketball IQ of anyone on the floor in this series uh, on both teams. And then going back to Milwaukee, uh, I mean, just if you watch them throughout this playoffs, they struggle to score against even a Brooklyn, a bad Brooklyn defense. And it seems like at times they just go kind of into these offensive funks and, and they kind of lack the consistency offensively, aside from Giannis, pretty much him getting his... Uh, paint touches, his points in the paint, dunks, uh, layups, stuff like that. But aside from him, I mean, are we going to see more consistent play from anyone offensively in this finals aside from Giannis? What do you think? I mean, Chris Middleton's going to have to. He has no choice. He's going to have to drop 30-plus each game for them to be in contention. I think he, he can, and I think he will do it uh, without Giannis playing game one. Uh, 
And then Drew Holiday's gonna have to drop twenty to twenty five a game, or or another player is gonna have to step up. Like Brooke Lopez dropped thirty three in game five of the the Hawks series. So there's gonna be some players, some other players that step up. So let's see how it goes. And I think it's I still think I still I still think even if Giannis was healthy, I still think Phoenix is overall the more talented team. Like the bench is deeper. They have they have better rotation than when they can take out their stars. When they take out Booker, you still have Paul on the floor, so he can manage the game. And then uh, another player who's going to get paid big time this offseason is Cameron Payne. He, when Paul goes out, he, he comes in and he takes over. He even took over one game, and I think he dropped 29 versus the Clippers in game two. And so I think the Suns are overall more deeper. Yeah, for sure. That's probably a good point. So if you probably like look at like the ten best players in the series, right? Like, probably say six or seven are from Phoenix, and then the remaining three or four are from Milwaukee. So you probably go not no particular order. Obviously, a Giannis, a Middleton, Drew Holiday, but then for Phoenix side, you probably definitely have to throw in there like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Jay Crowder, Mikal Bridges. Cameron Payne, and then I don't know, maybe for Milwaukee, other one you throw in there is probably, what, uh, P.J. Tucker possibly, maybe Brooke Lopez, but I, I guess for Phoenix, the, the question is, uh, who's kind of controlling the ball more, and what kind of pace are they playing at, because uh, versus the Clippers, the pace that suited them was kind of the more the slow-paced and kind of the get the Clippers out of their funk with their fast pace, three-point shooting. So what pace do we kind of see them? Do we kind of see them with a slower pace uh, led by Chris Paul or kind of like a faster-paced uh, push-the-ball type uh, led by Booker and uh, Cameron Payne? What do you think? Yeah, you want to go slow pace again because Milwaukee's a fast-paced team, just like the Clippers, so you don't want them to get in their rhythm. Uh, just like Chris Milton did in the second half, the start of the second half, he just dropped like two three pointers and they called timeout and then he just went off again. He had like 23 points in the third quarter. So uh, you want to go slow pace. You, you just don't want the Bucks to go on a big run at any point. But Chris Paul needs to take control of that and control the game as he, as he can do as a floor general. But uh, I think both coaches will make the adjustments they need to. Uh, game one, uh, it's already the spread is already up. It's as uh, Phoenix minus six and a half. It jumped one one point after Giannis was out. So uh, I think Phoenix wins big and covers. Okay, so uh, those are all great points. So you have Phoenix winning their first title in franchise history. So my pick, I'm gonna agree with you. Rebound. I I like Phoenix. I think they're the better overall team. More. More depth, I think better coached, uh, better leaders on their team, uh, more uh, collective uh, playoff experience, in my, in my opinion. I mean, at the important spots, I mean, with Crowder and Paul, I mean, collective experience, Milwaukee probably has more, but I think just kind of the, the know-how, the leadership of Chris Paul, his uh, IQ is going to kind of win over the entire series and kind of be the the thing that pushes Phoenix over the edge. So I'm going to agree with you. Phoenix and Six, they win their first title in franchise history. So kind of going back to Chris Paul and Devin Booker, we saw obviously some of the games they struggled. Obviously, 
Chris Paul hats off to him. He put the Clippers away. I mean, in that game six, seven for eight from three pointer, uh, forty one points overall. I think he had uh, twenty seven points in the last fourteen minutes of the game, something like that. So that was just an an all time type performance. Something that we haven't really seen off from like offensive scoring standpoint from Chris Paul probably since his days with the Clippers in probably 2014-2015, somewhere in that ballparks. But hats off to him for that. Devin Booker, obviously, aside from the game one 40-point triple-double, kind of struggled at times, kind of with his shooting percentage. I think he thought shot 38% overall in the series. Uh, Chris Paul obviously had the, the COVID issues, missed uh, two the first two games for, with the COVID protocols, and then he still has kind of that the lingering issues from the shoulder and I think some issue with the hand. So any issues we see kind of from that with uh, so like the knick-knack injuries with Booker with a broken nose as well or Chris Paul, what do you think? I mean, Booker, I don't know. The broken nose, it's very risky to play without the mask and he said he's playing without the mask. So uh, that's his own personal decision. I personally wouldn't recommend it because he got elbowed by Paul George and who knows where it could take him. But... Chris Paul, he, he's going to play through it. He'll, he'll be fine. Uh, he, I mean, he was playing bad the first two games, but I think that was more due to COVID than his actual physical injuries. Okay, and then uh, aside, uh, kind of just one last big, big defensive matchup. Obviously, Giannis, uh, we've seen him even in the Brooklyn series and the Atlanta series. I mean, he, he's very unstoppable down low I mean once he gets in the post uh, and backs down uh, kind of those teams that had kind of smaller centers he's kind of unstoppable but just kind of a bad habit that he shows in some of the games he he just settles for a lot of uh, three-pointers and which he definitely should not do he shouldn't be taking more in my opinion more than two or three three-pointers a game and then if he is healthy when he gets back what's kind of the Suns defensive strategy to limit him and his paint touches, his, his points in the paint. Uh, are they throwing, I mean, the primary defender is what, Jay Crowder? I mean, do they have DeAndre Ayton on him? What's kind of the defensive strategy for Giannis? You probably got to put Jay Crowder on him majority of the game. Uh, you can maybe put DeAndre Ayton, but... I mean, aside from those two, who else can they really throw uh, yeah, at him? It's, it's kind of hard. Because Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges is a 3 and D guy, but he's not only being... Uh, shorter than Giannis he's a lot a lot skinnier and a, a lot less stronger as well so what, what do you yeah, think just pretty much it De, De, DeAndre or Jay Crowder it's gonna be Jay Crowder probably 90% of the time but uh, I forgot who said this but you, you're never gonna stop a star the star is gonna star player is gonna drop their their 25 to 30 points or whatever they put up it's how much trouble you give them yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely rings true. It's Giannis is going to get his. He's a bona fide superstar, in my opinion. I think he's uh, kind of put a, a lot of critics, uh, shut up a lot of critics, uh, kind of in this playoffs. Uh, and hopefully he... I don't, I don't know if he has, because in, in the final minute of a game, he's just like, he can't touch the ball. Every... Yeah, but I mean, I, I think aside from that, he's performing well. He's not coming in and, and just having like... Stinking up the joint in these games, he's at. Yeah, he's playing very well. Good. I mean, he does have limitations for sure. Obviously, the free throw shooting, and the jump shooting is still for sure an issue. But overall, he comes to play. He plays good defensively, even though he can't really 
shoot jumpers, I think he's still kind of a, a problem, obviously, for defenses because they can't let him get to the rim, get the offensive rebounds in those situations, get easy layups or dunks. So they have to still hone in on him and worry about him and throw defensive assignments at him. Right. So. I think even when Giannis comes back, the Suns can let him be get his 30, 10, and 8 or whatever it is. It's just that how how they're going to play on Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. I think that should be their their concern. Like he's going to get he's going to score every game. He's going to have his 25 to 30 points with his 10 to 12 20 to, between 10 and 15 rebounds and whatever it is he puts up. He's going to put those numbers. It's just how you're going to stop Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just how, how difficult you make it for him and how how much you make him work as well on the other end on on defense, either whoever he's guarding, whether it be Jay Crowder uh, with the, the threes uh, spreading the floor or Aiton down low with the, the with the post moves. But we'll kind of see the cross matches that come up uh, throughout the 2020 NBA Finals. It should be an exciting uh, matchup. Both teams a lot to play for. Both teams desperate. Their fan base is desperate and hungry for titles. So we'll see Milwaukee will either get their second title in franchise history, their first since 1971, or Phoenix, uh, as me and Rebound picked, Phoenix in six. We believe that Phoenix will get their first title in franchise history. So it should be a fun one. And I think before we go off, I think Phoenix is going to play zone majority of the game. Interesting. We'll see how, how that kind of develops with their defense. But... Uh, with that, any other uh, NBA thoughts, any, any other NBA news you want to touch on? Uh, no, not really. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll, when we get to the offseason, we'll get to the offseason. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for the 2021 NBA Finals preview. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And thank you, Rebound, for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Z-Ball. We'll be back, as always, for at the end of the Finals for preview of the draft and look forward to the free agency.